0: Welcome
1: to the Friday. This is Friday, July the 31st, and we're recording this for you in 2020, the year that wasn't with coronavirus. Ah, and welcome. Um, I'm Richard Clear, your host. And this is Matt Holker, who is the regional organizer for uh, Maryville, Tennessee, outside of Knoxville. With us today also is Art Don and
2: Washington. Well, DC suburbs in Maryland. Hey everyone.
1: And welcome. And Phil in Columbus, Georgia. That's it. Phil Chan, yep. Yeah. And Sheila Bell in Costa Rica, so you can tell you what part.
3: In Guanacaste. Hello everyone.
1: Uh, Chris Walsh, in, and you can tell him what town's in Maine. It's in uh,
4: old Maine, just outside of Augusta. And
1: Harry Leg in Verona, New Jersey, outside of New York City.
5: Hello, hello. All right.
1: And Daniel uh, Stringer in Pays outside of Paisley, and tell them where else they're in Florida, outside of Orlando.
6: Uh, yeah, we're outside of Orlando.
1: We're in Paisley, and the next biggest town over is Delane. Cool. Welcome. Welcome. All right. So we left off last week. On, if you haven't listened to last week's, go listen to last week's. we ta- We were talking about the uh, clear tai chi basic skills or level one, as it's known, and why these skills form the basics of the program. And we went through the rationale behind the short sets, um, wu chi, and really some some fairly important things about that. And then the energy ball check, and really about feeling the energy, and how that's in our program, and then used and how these things are used both at level one and then when more advanced parts of the program and that kind of thing to give people some introduction to it, some understanding of the of the uh, curriculum itself. And before I go any further, um, a word from our sponsor. And so we have a $47 a month online program or and a, uh, a $495 Clear Tai Chi level one package. We can just buy the package outright and own it. And you can do that online, or you can get the DVDs, your choice. And for any of that, go to uh, www.clearmartialarts.com. And then anything else for that? Oh, uh,
7: the uh, the that is you know, we've been talking about the level one material, and so that is how you get the level one material. Uh, that you know, if, if that forty-seven dollar a month program is uh, you know step by step train along with the system. Um, it should take somewhere like three to six months um, for you know, people who are working with us live here. It's normally like three to four months. If you're doing it long distance, maybe more like five or six. But um, in that kind of time frame, it happens pretty quickly. Um, and then uh, you know, that, that really gets you ready for, uh, for you know, just real internal Tai Chi work. Uh, it gives you all the building blocks for that. Um, Happens very, very quickly in our system. Um, And so, yeah, uh, clearmartialarts.com. Check it
1: out. Cool. Was there anything, since we talked about it last week, was there anything that occurred to any of you about that, that you would like to have said? That you you didn't say before we get into the more of the meat of what we're talking about today? Nope. Okay, good. All right. So the next item uh, that we're talking about that's in the base, that's in the level one, Clear Tai Chi program is breath. And it's breath coordinated with the movement. And this is the beginning breath method. We do a lot more with breath throughout our curriculum, including in the intermediate, we start getting a lot more into whole body breathing and into uh, deeper aspects of breathing for longer term health and internal power and and applications and all of that. the uh, and so with this, there's a point that I want to address because we do we do get into breath right up front like that. And today and a lot of, and my was originally taught like that one of the very first things that Tyrone my first teacher for Tai Chi showed me you know, the first one that really showed me Tai Chi in depth was breath and breathing stuff for Tai Chi specifically. And what one of the most common things that you hear a lot of people in Tai Chi today say is that uh, don't focus on your breath in Tai Chi the, the Tai Chi, you no, know, no breathing method and all of that. And what I'm going to tell you is, is that uh, having talked to other older masters and, and my original teachers and the other teachers that I've had longer term since then um, This is not the old way. The idea that you would not do some specific breath training, the old way Doesn't do that. There is specific in depth breath training. In the original curriculums, the masters have at least five different like in a 20 in the in the old original 10 stuff from from over hundred years ago where they've really got it laid out. Now, this is the indoor secret stuff, but that's primarily what we teach. And there's like 24 levels that are full, you put some time into each one of these levels, and five of those levels specifically are breath oriented levels where it's different breath things the uh now in the highest level with that you learn how to do it with your mind to move your internals in the ways that you've been doing it with breath up until that point and so one of the things when you get people who are tai chi teachers that have learned from people is they go oh yeah no it's not breath it's not breath and what they fail to tell anybody that they're talking to publicly and tell and what they fail to tell most of their students is that yeah, eventually it graduates to where it's not really breath oriented. It's mind oriented. But it doesn't start that way. Because otherwise, you're trying to manipulate something with your mind, you don't even know what it is. Um, And so you can't skip like the essential basics and hope to get the skills. It's kind of like saying you left the tires off the car because you know, that's not what makes the car run. So we don't need any tires. Let's go down the road. There's a problem. The car is not gonna move or is not gonna move very far and very well, right? The uh, it, it's it, And I've got here, it's like trying to do Olympic high jumps. When you can't crawl, walk or run, if somebody was crawling doing it, they'd be like, oh no, don't crawl. Or, or if they were walking, no, you're gonna have to do the high jumps, don't walk. Or if they were just running and tried to, you know, uh, you can't run, but they're not gonna be doing high jumps. And they're like, do the high jumps. Well, you have to be able to walk, crawl, walk, and run to do the high jumps. And it's the same thing. It's not like there's a little bit of breath training. There's a whole good amount and some very important things. And if you look, if you've been watching our podcast here, go back to the one on coronavirus where we're really talking about the whole body breathing and the things you have to do with that. And then think, no, I'm not gonna do any of that training. I'm just gonna magically do it with my mind. And then it becomes, well, no wonder chi seems like something that's unreal to people. They don't have a way to relate to movement inside the body that begins with things like breath. And you, you really do have to do the work. It's it's there's not you can I don't understand why people do this anyway. So here's the other thing I've got on here for breath. Try exerting with your breath. If you're a person watching this series <coughs> no it really is you don't need to breathe and just use your mind, and you've never had breath training of any kind that was appropriate in Tai Chi, anyways. Or, or much breath training at all, then try exerting with your breath to move a very heavy object. Now, do it using only your mind. And don't use your breathing. And don't, don't hurt yourself, because if you keep doing that, and you haven't had the training for really using your breath, and having your mind tied to it like that, or through the stages of it, you're gonna hurt yourself if you keep going. So please don't do that. Um, begin by using your breath. Train your breathing with many, many different applications so that you really can apply the breath. Yeah, so learn how your mind works and, and, how, and how the breath works and then how they coordinate and how to use it and now appropriately graduate as you're able and appropriately. And we have it in structured in our program to do exactly that. And those are the steps. And you really don't want to skip them if you're, going to have the, if you're really going to have high-level skill. Yeah, but if you haven't done the
7: the work uh, at the level one, you know, uh, you know, at the level one level, um, uh, I mean, you could you could really the the breath training even in the intermediate is pretty accessible, I would say. But uh, but you know. don't don't skip don't skip steps like what he's saying (laughs) the one where i've got you
1: in in the level one and the basic skills and it really is about coordinating filling and emptying and coordinating that breath with your movement that is in there because it is such a fundamental even whenever you're doing any other stuff you need to be able to hook that up to your body and to your brain and your mind and those kind of things and so the The building block for that really is there in our level one in a big way. Um, All right, any other?
8: Yeah, Sifu, so do you know uh, in the level one course, do you know where that's described as far as the coordination goes?
7: Yeah, uh, it literally is. um, It's in the basic skills section of the level one material and it's called breath coordinated with movements.
8: Great. Thank you.
7: Yeah, anybody
1: else about breath?
3: Um, I just wanted to weigh in briefly because I had actually asked for the breathing. There's three DVDs together. Yeah,
1: Um, I've got a separate breathing program that's- that's Right,
3: and so I got that when we were in Boca. And so I've been working on that and I've really enjoyed the body sparks, the the middle one, um, because I'm specifically working on a little bit of the physical constitution aspect. And it's like magic. I mean, (laughs) I cannot tell you how hard it's been for me to recuperate of a a disc problem that I had to do push-ups and to be able to do push-ups. And I've like specifically been working on it a couple of years. And all of a sudden I get the the Body Sparks DVD and it's like nothing. But why? It's because of the breathing. And the breathing, I mean, seriously, I cannot (laughs) emphasize how different it feels like you're saying to move like a heavy object with the breath um i'm doing push-ups like it's my favorite thing
4: <laughs> <laughs> cool. so thank you for
3: that and, and go ahead no please finish no just that's that was my main message was that um it's not even just for doing the form or for the internal energy but also if you just want to flat out do something strong and and work on it as yeah as, you can take uh, breath
1: when you know how it how it was for the breathing methods that are used by the tai chi and whole body breathing i can take breath and take people doing you know at least 50 percent of like everything else there is and if they're just not breathing but they're doing whatever the other thing is i don't have to do anything else nothing else and yet having you know i mean i'm structured decently because you're standing there but but the, uh, but in terms of like turning on any other skills, as long as that breath is really done well, it makes a big difference right now. Yeah. Go ahead, Daniel.
6: Well, just to uh, piggyback off of what Sheila's saying is, um, you know, I'd done martial arts for a long time before I came to Steve Clear, and there's a combat breath, uh, I think it's a couple DVDs, but it's it's one of the first things that I was exposed to, and then I had questions when I first met Sifu, and it's like, hey, well, you know, can you show me this in real time? And th- what blows me away is is not just the power, and, and the, like, but the versatility of the study. I mean, there's just so much. You know, doing martial arts, you hear you know, breath is important, breath is this, and using breath. And the the ways that he has in the curriculum, us using breath and, and the amount of benefits, like Sheila's saying, it just blows my mind. So anyone who is a martial artist that is like, oh, you know, I've heard about breath. Don't take it lightly, because there's so much more in that than you can even imagine. Honestly,
4: I like.
6: Are we still on?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah you're
6: good. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, like Daniel says, though the uh, as somebody that <clears throat> that came from the external arts, you know, there was just basic breathing and and basic uh You know, applying breath with force and a lot of the arts you know are so um, they they know it 's an issue because they have you yelling or or expressing energy when you strike, but they don 't go into the the deeper breathing or the 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 breathing through the diaphragm and and uh, the cleansing breathing um actually being able to breathe away pain, which is uh, which is a uh, very interesting part of the curriculum. But uh, I know, you know, as you mentioned, you know, going through the COVID, I think that's probably one of the things that's helped me the most to recover. Um, my particular circumstance, I think the, um, the COVID attacked my lungs and I wound up with pneumonia. Um, and then I also lost the the use of my right diaphragm in breathing. So um, <clears throat> everything is coming back. I was just on the phone with the pulmonologist and he said there's a drastic improvement from the first x-rays to the second x-ray and then the CAT scan. So it is showing, you know, this this type of deep breathing and the, the relaxation filling the lungs trying to get the diaphragm working again, so.
1: Was he surprised about how much difference there was between the two?
6: It sounded like it, yeah, yeah. So, uh, he said it's it's really clearing up the, uh, they describe it as spots in the lungs and mucus, mucus sacs, I guess they are. Yeah. But, so, but, you know, it, it's all, uh, it, it's a great skill to have and to rely on and like I said, especially if anybody has ever dealt with pain and breathing away pain, you know, it's uh, it's been around for a long time, the philosophy, but uh, to hear it explained in such a
1: coherent fashion is, is really beneficial. One, one, uh, one person told me the secret to living forever. Keep breathing.
6: <laughs> yeah. and, and I've actually, unfortunately, seen it, you know, in the last throes of life. You know, they talk about the, uh, an infant learns to breathe through his belly, and then as you get older, you tend to become more of a chest breather. And yep. then, you know, at the very end, you hear somebody breathing, and they're breathing through their throat almost. It's, yep. you know, so it is, uh, th- there is some, you know, some truth to the whole, uh, you know, to the whole philosophy.
0: Yeah.
6: Absolutely. Thank you.
2: I have, I guess, sort of a question when you talk about the, the importance of of breath and well, doing the form, for example. And does it necessarily relate to, for example, a, a roll back defensive posture, inhale, and a an outward aggressive um, application? Would you exhale necessarily, or is that sort of the general way to go to get used to breathing with with the postures. And then after that, it's not necessarily as important whether you inhale or exhale at a particular point. Or it's well, it's different.
1: Different, different levels that in the beginning, it's easier to have it not, not like, you know, not this kind of a thing. But definitely, if I'm withdrawing and pulling in, I'm going to be breathing in really deeply. And if I'm going out, I'm going to be breathing out. And then in the beginning, to get people to, to be able to really get used to it and hook up their mind to it, then there's some more overt things um, where you're really, you know, breathing out and where you can tell. And there's that internal kind of a squeeze because of the breath being put on the breath, because you're breathing out like that and all of that. And then the further along you go, the more deep and the more whole system and the more less overt and obvious it is, it becomes much more subtle and it becomes about filling up and emptying and filling up where you're moving that. And eventually that your mind is doing much more of that manipulation, but because you really are familiar, like not just like kind of familiar, you really know what's happening with those internal things. And because you're so used to that, you're then able to direct it at the speed that you can think, which is a whole lot faster than we can mostly physically do anything except for for spontaneous, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Nervous system kind of stuff where you don't think about it, your body just has a response. And those are very, very fast, but they're operating at closer to the speed that your mind does. And so it's a process to get from kind of overt, like you're talking about, to get to this really subtle mind-directed thing. And you really have to go through the steps. If you do, then yeah, the more advanced, it's, you'll think, uh, uh, yeah, reflex, thank you. Yeah, you'll think that, at the advance you would think that you weren't doing it, but you still really are. It's just that now your mind is actually much more directing it and your internals are, are then following those commands um, and their speed of mental operations increases to the point where, uh, you know, you, once you're hitting about 25 operations per second, you can't physically move that well unless it was just direct reflex but because you're so in tune with your body in very specific kinds of ways that Tai Chi does, um, your body is able to, internally is able to follow those commands and work at that speed or much faster even, uh, at least 50 to, 50 to 100 operations per second. But there's ways you have to train to that and we do. And, and all Tai Chi ultimately does and it starts to look supernatural only because it's so much stuff that's happening so quickly and the way that you're able to connect inside your body and to the surface of your body and to what's around you doing that. And so that doesn't make it not something that's, that's quite unusual and, and mind-oriented uh, towards a psychic level, but it's not as out of thin air as, as it normally looks like to people. There's a lot going on there,
7: is what I'm trying to tell you. You. Yeah, so the, the one like little bit that I'll add to that for um, for like absolute beginners because we're, you know, we're trying to talk about the beginner level of this stuff is that the way the way that it starts is well in the you know, in the, in the um, level one program by attaching the breath to your movement and by really feeling that and exploring that and not just have it be dogmatic, rigid, principled, like, well, I'm moving this way, so I breathe this way, but really feeling that connection and feeling that driving force, what ends up happening is that you get it at kind of a standardized level there. And then as you explore different energies and different flavors of doing the form, more often than not, the breathing pattern is going to be pretty similar. But every once in a while, it will surprise you. And there will be a move where you'll want to breathe differently somehow because the energy is moving differently. Um, and you'll notice that. And as you start to put these pieces together, you build this sort of catalog of breath connected energy. And it really graduates to the level that Sifu Clear is talking about, where it becomes mind directed energy. But you, you really have to go through these stages in order to get there. Um, and, and it starts very simple And so when, when you go through the stages, it seems like, well, when you get to the end, it seems like, well, of course, it should have this effect. I'm, I'm doing all these things, but if no, if you know somebody hasn't seen that training progression, or they don't know what you've done to get there, it, it becomes this thing that looks like magic because it's it's like you barely did anything. Do you have a plan? The other one I found is that when I've had
1: hands-on with somebody that really thinks they oh no, you don't need the breath, and I've got it at the mind level, and they and they basically didn't do any breathing training steps, for what are appropriate to Tai Chi. Um, I put hands on them and only use breath. And, and I mean, I'm there with what else I've got, but I'm not trying to root. I'm not trying to use any specific jing training. I'm not using my mind in an extra kind of a way other than I normally would stand in there. I'm really using breath as a driving thing. And normally they can't do it. They've got nothing for it. Like, like it's like they don't have any skill even if they had some skill. And it's because they can't, they can't, their breath training is not there. And so, just, just a, an appropriate use of breath exceeds what they have um, just because they don't have that. And then, when you tell them what, and then I've commonly found that at that point where I go, Look, man, what I'm really using on you right now is breath, you know, then, and they've got this idea that, no, there's no breath training in Tai Chi. Uh, they tend to get bent out of shape. And I'm just like, Do the breath training and you'll be fine. And, and I won't be able to do what I just did to you. I'll, have to use, I'll actually have to use some skill
7: and you know i mean to put it in perspective these people are really kind of saying that this is like the one area of tai chi where you just skip the Li level altogether and i i don't know of anything else where like you really do that in tai chi so i don't know why you would do it with breath training but they seem to think that well it's a it's a
1: connection for your breathing to your body and your and the breathing to your mind and then your body to your mind and then having all of that line up and then and to then your spirit and all of that really, you know, mind, body, spirit type stuff. And that it's all interacting and that there's a familiarity there integrated through and through. And you just have to do the, you have to do the steps to have it. If you completely skip the step and you really don't know what the thing is, you can't leap from it. It just, it just won't work out. I've not seen anybody that could just do it and they
7: hadn't done the training. Uh, Cool. So I will throw out one last little point on this, which is more just from a sort of a, I guess, just a different perspective, a little bit of a Western scientific perspective on the matter is that if we're trying to really access that mind-body realm and really get good control over our bodies with our minds, and that's the whole point, breath is a really great place to start doing that because it is one of these sort of semi-autonomic systems that can run on its own when you're not thinking about it, you just breathe naturally, like when you're asleep. You're breathing. You're not thinking about breathing. It's mm-hmm. happening on its own. But you can take over and control the process with your mind. But right now, you have that ability to do that, and so you have the ability to access, you know, that mind-body connection through the breath, really immediately. Um, and so, to ignore that system completely uh, is, in my opinion, just foolish. It's one of the it's one of the same reasons why. Tai Chi um, and other martial arts um, look at the eyes and, and you know why sleepy eye is a big thing, and sleepy eye wide eye and these kinds of things is that the, that blinking process is another one of those uh, body things that will happen on its own for you, but you can take over and force it to happen in various ways. And so having control over that system like really great control over that system, is a great start for accessing those mind body skills at a higher level and
1: breath is like probably the best one that the body has for doing that And by force he doesn't mean strength and tension he's saying he's saying that I want to do this movement over here so I'm doing this movement over here I want to breathe in so I I'm telling myself breathe in and I'm filling up I want to breathe out and then you know those kind of things not force like dirt. Cool, anybody else? Yes. All right, so, um, so we do have that three, this set on breath, that, um, I don't know what the email address is for uh, that. That, oh, um, I'll find Not email, but the web address for there that, is, that is. There is actually. Um, and then we've got the $47 a month online program and the four ninety-five, dollars where you can just buy the whole level one package, either get it in DVDs or online. And that's at www.clearmartialarts.com.
7: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's at breathhealing.com. Breathhealing.com, and,
1: and
7: that should have it. Take it in correctly. I got everybody here looking. Yeah, it up. it's breathhealing.com. Yes.
1: Cool. If you want just the breath stuff, but there's more, there's, there's a lot more in there than just Tai Chi breathing in that three video set. But if you did that work and then you come back to the Tai Chi breathing for at least the first couple levels, um, you're going to have a, a big leg up because you're going to know a lot more about, you know, breathing over as a whole. And then it's going to be easier to work with. And there's other stuff in there. So, all right. The, uh, the first Jing that I learned originally was electric. And this is in the late 1970s, early 1980s. Um, and the dual electric requires that you have whole body connection. So you have to have whole body connection. Of course, doing the, the one where we were talking about with the breath um, connected um, in your body helps for that. The, uh, I'm sorry, I skipped, I skipped something there. We're gonna come back to that. So fluid, connected, and unbroken. So we'll come back to that. All right, so fluid, connected, and unbroken. The whole form moves as one piece. If you're going to use Tai Chi for real, for just even just physical things around the house and helping you do things and and balance and and walking and like that, this is if you're elderly and eating all those kinds of benefits from the Tai Chi, or you had arthritis and you're trying to rehab that with Tai Chi, Um, or um, you're using it in a more martial context, um, that kind of a thing. One of the important aspects is that Tai Chi is not a disjointed collection of pieces. It is one continuous movement. I'm talking about like the form. So it's not like do the first move and stop. Do the second move and stop. It isn't that. People have to learn that way because they can only take in so much information at a time But ideally Tai Chi is one, when you have a form, it's one continuous movement like a snake moving around or a dragon swimming, flying through the clouds where you don't stop flying because then you fall out of the sky, right? And it's continual and there are no gaps or breaks in your movement. There are no gaps or breaks in your breathing. It's a continuous loop. So it's not like breathe in, breathe out. This would be incorrect, right? And so you begin to cycle breath in, and it lo- sort of loops inside of you to going back out, and loops to coming back in, like that. And you get it so that it's so that it's never a sharp endpoint. It's a rolling point of out in, or in this case, up down, in out, and like that, where It's continuous in that way. And the other part about this, and and this is going towards a high level, that there are also no gaps or breaks in your mind. So when I'm looking for this, when I test for it, not for basic skills, as long as they basically got it flowing through okay. If I test you at the intermediate level for what we're talking about right now, I quit looking for breaks in your movement. I don't completely quit looking for it. If You have a dead stop somewhere, like you're so used to stopping there, and it's not supposed to happen. I'm going to pick that up. But it's not the primary thing I'm looking for, because that should really not exist at that level, because you tested out of that in level one and had correction for it. What I'm looking for is, are there any gaps in your mind? I find quite commonly that people will move up where it's supposed to roll to the down and get to the bottom and roll around to come up and over and then roll in. And even though they're moving towards that idea, there still is up, down. And you heard that little pause right there. And what happens is in their mind, they still had a stop or a gap and you want that gone. And so we have in level one, the swimming dragon, and the swinging Dragon is designed to help to get proper body coordination and to help you to be more relaxed through and through. And it's also designed to take and get the stops out because ideally the Swimming Dragon, if you just think about swaying around and back and forth continuously without an endpoint, and you do your form like that, if you haven't trained the continuousness, you'll find it really hard to do. Your body will keep trying to stop at certain places and kind of get its bearing do that because you're not used to doing it yet and so the swimming dragon is helping you to get that body coordination and also to get that continuousness and this idea that in your mind it's out in and out left rolling to right or, or i'm going to the right there to left rolling to right this kind of a thing and that it's that the rolling isn't really part of the whole thing. I'll just use that word for now. There's more to it than that or other aspects. Um, but that there is that continuousness. That would be the word I would rather use. Um, without breaks, unless it's somewhere that's designated the form should stop. You know, if it's a long form, you're doing sections, well, there's a place where it should stop. Or if for some reason on this move in your style or whatever, they normally stop. For our stuff, It's that if you're going, I don't want stops. And if you think about this a martial art, at what point in the martial art do you stop? And it better be when the other person can no longer attack you. Because if you stop before that, they're still attacking you, you've got a problem, right? Um, So you stop when it's over. Anyways, Swimming Dragon also helps you to release every bit of unwanted tension, including the mental tension um, and you wouldn't think of, of a stop initially as being a tension, but a stop longer term trained in becomes a tension just in the, in the act of stopping or uh, it's a body in motion normally wants to stay in motion. And so if you start stopping, you're actually adding something in there that ideally isn't there, you know, unless it's inappropriate, I'm done. And even then it's a settling, not a stopping, and that settle gets to a point where it becomes very still. And it's that, and the stillness and motion part starts to come into play. Anyways, um, you guys get the idea. I wanted to give you a chance
0: to really talk about that.
5: And now, a word from our sponsor.
0: For those of you who are interested in internal power and want a reliable place to start, and for anyone who wants to experience internal power for themselves. Go to internalpowerguide.com. I built a crash course in hands-on internal power. The Practical Guide to Internal Power is a work-at-your-own-pace online program. It is the course I use to get students from 0 to 60 as quickly as possible, and it is totally free. So sign up at internalpowerguide.com now and get started right away. That's internalpowerguide.com.
5: Well, one of the first things that comes to mind for me is in the um, combat training where say you intercept a punch and if you stop, you have a problem sending that person right back out or returning that. But if it's nonstop fluid motion, off they go flying if you do it right. So there's just one concrete little example.
1: In case you can't see this, he's talking about literally that the person is throwing a punch at you, you intercept them coming towards you. And literally reverse the direction and they go flying out and away from you and when people first experience it like that from tai chi it was one of the first applications that i remember tyrone really showing me was roll back and push where it did that and it was you can't stop if you do it will not work and when people feel it where it's really that in out and it rolls into it and there's not a stopping their mind gets blown it's how on earth did you do that because i was coming at you like that all i felt was like i went you know i sort of i was flying away from you and i was coming at you that this doesn't even make sense how did that and it felt like i was touching air how did that happen and it is it does that that and if you stop it's broke they're still going to keep coming at you or at the very least they're going to stop in place for that moment and they're not and it doesn't have that effect that that really has that uh supernatural quality to it of i was coming at you at speed with power and now i'm flying away from you the same way and i didn't feel you do much of anything to me that's just weird right and so but that's part of what how tai chi is able to do and what it's training to do is to be able to do that not that you always want them going back the other way maybe you want to bring them all the way in so that they go you know that you make a make a hole in the space and you put them in it uh, is a little slightly more common for really using it for self-defense, but the, uh, but you need to be able to transmute and change and redirect in all kinds of different ways that go to what you just said. Cool. All right. I think that's with a lot of the newer students, that's
6: probably one of the biggest aha moments that I see, you know, when you, start teaching them, you teach them the first move, the second move, the third move, at the point where, you know, you can show them that there there really is no, there's dozens of movements in between those two movements that, you know, as the body is moving, that he's able to pick up another strike, another block or another application somewhere in the middle. And it, it bridges the two movements you know, so it's, uh, you know, th- that leads to them developing a little bit more of that fluidity or that, that swimming dragon, as you,
1: as you had mentioned. Um, yep. So it's, uh, if that's, If you internally, if you internally do the swimming dragon really well in push hands, where it's so subtle that somebody wouldn't know it, it's, it's fun to watch you without having to use them, basically any other real skill with it. Um, And you see people like they start stumbling all over the place and they're like, how are you doing that? You know, especially if they can pick up on the fact that you're really not moving that much, but it's that continuous movement inside and then being using it in what you're doing without any, without any tensions or stops anywhere. And it it has impressive martial quality to it. And then it's really good for you inside uh, health wise too, because health wise, if you stop, that's what disease and stuff is trying to do to you, is trying to lock up in there and grab a hold and be stuck. And if you've got it where it will continuously move like that and flow through, um, and, and think of it as towards a flushing idea and to get it to go back out instead of finding a place to land and grab a hold of you. Cool.
4: Other Chris? to good. Yeah, so. One of the experiences that I've had with um, stopping, um, when I'm going through the form and, and, I, and I'm doing well with the form, and then something happens and I stop, maybe it's my mind that's stopping or something just I physically stop. I, I feel that my energy is not stopping, but by stopping, it's changing somehow the direction of where the energy was originally intended to go. And I'll, I'll be pulled off balance and it's just from stopping it's subtle but i feel it
1: yeah, no it happens that's right
4: so it's it's another way that I, I felt the uh that energy and the effect of the disconnect from stopping what what stopping creates
1: yeah, yeah. yes yeah it, ca- it creates an imbalance in the system yeah yeah, it's um and, and uh, um, see if it clears. About to talk about uh, the energy connection um,
7: and all that, but all these things do build like all the, the these are like building blocks for the Tai Chi at the at the level one stage, and they all do sort of reinforce each other. And you're going to find that your experience with one um, really. Um, really improves your experience with another which then improves your experience with another one which then improves your experience with the first one and it becomes this sort of never ending process of improvement like somebody was describing it as this sort of like constantly expanding spiral um, like I think of it as a, as a Fibonacci spiral or a, like a Fibonacci sequence but I'm a math nerd but um, anyways. I did that. Uh, you get the idea, it's that, that, that all the pieces reinforce each other so that um, the, it, it becomes where the, the what, what is it, that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts.
0: You
1: mm-hmm. mean? Yes. Cool. All right. Um, the first gen I learned was electric. And like I said earlier, I learned that in the late 1970s, early 1980s. And to do electric requires that you have that whole body connection, right? And that, and that there's enough some soft, soft relaxation with good structure for the electricity to be unimpeded running around your body basically and flowing off, and what I mean that your whole body as a, as a unit. And the whole body connection does so many great things for you that, that just where would I even begin? Because anytime you don't have whole body connection Basically, you're short-circuited in, in different kinds of ways. And then the problem from that, with that, over time, exacerbates. And one of the biggest differences that you see for people that are over the age of 60 and their body really is uh, got what you think of as like Tai Chi masters having is that the whole body connection with the whole body breathing, with that continuity and the not stopping and everything being so that it can move and... and um be fully empty, emptying and filling and working like that, it really makes just a gigantic difference in terms of the health. And then your whole body connection with that integrates that body to mind and the connection. And so, um, and then the electric, you're doing that kind of whole body connection work in order to make sure that that, because if you don't and you're really trying to do the electric where you're feeling the energy that way, feel the energy, the, uh, then what happens is that it ends up not being on, you can feel that it's disconnected and all of that, and so it's a good marker of actually being able to feel what's going on and know that you're getting the benefit from it, right? And the electric itself, it's really great for helping with arthritis, it's like the primary thing. There are other things, but it's, it's like the first one I learned from that, and it really does make a difference the uh, the opposite of electric, by the way, is the magnetic. And with electric and magnetic, you have a yin and yang pair. And their key those having that pair is key to higher level internal Tai Chi skill. Really understanding how those two energies work, being able to really turn them on and use them, and all that stuff. And this includes um, internal flow and circulation of the, of your blood and energy. Internal stretch, which you don't hear a lot of people talk about that, but if you start looking at things that are talking about Tai Chi in very higher level ways, you start seeing things where it's talking about internal stretch specifically of your spine and your tendons. The uh, and there are many when you have this going on and it's correct. There are many many great health benefits, and also many internal fighting benefits. And then you work on in the the training and the body of the training and with what we what we do in our curriculum, it's understanding and manipulating yin and yang, which is a very high level skill, you won't find high level guys that if they know you've got that won't say that's high level stuff. Uh, But for our program, it's introduced well at the beginner level like this. And then we do work with it, um, a number of different classes in the intermediate level level two. And then, um, and, then it's, and then it's understood that you have a command of this and then other advanced actions and understandings and manipulations and uses and connections and, and adding more different kinds of energetic expressions and mind interactions with it when you get into the more advanced curriculum and it becomes deeply internal and then has some really profound and important benefits um, with health and with your ability to, to use and manipulate internal power, and then obviously, martially as well, ultimately. Tai Chi takes kind of a longer path to that than, than almost any other martial art, but, but it is there to be had, and it's in our curriculum. And it's taught. It's, it's shown pretty early, at the same time, we don't expect you to have a command of it until you've been doing it for a good while because of what it is, for the martial part. For the rest of that, some of those health things, I want people to get it going on as fast as they can and in a real way, not in a hey, do your form, magically, somehow you'll be healthy. If that's the case, get up and go take a walk. Magically, you'll be healthy, as healthy as you would just running through movements, don't know what you're doing. Um, and so, um, breath coordinated with the movement. Oh, no, I'm sorry, no, no. Fluid connected and unbroken. The whole form moves as one connected piece. I'm sorry. Thank you. The I'm going like going through my list here. The first this is about electric jing and then the whole body connection that we were talking about using electric jing. All right. I want to give you guys a chance to weigh in on that to whatever degree and
7: Okay. Well, so Sifu, uh, you mentioned the you know the opposite of electric being magnetic, and there's this yin and yang quality, and that there is this um, you know that that at the higher level that you have to have both of those kind of going on and be able to um, sort of mix them and uh, you know in various ways and 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 you know really understand fully like every aspect of both of those properties. And uh, and really be able to go back and forth. And so at the, at the beginning level, uh, in you know in our basic skills program, we do have that going on. But you'll find that more and more and more that happens uh, throughout the curriculum, and not just with this pair of skills. With almost every like yin and yang kind of pair that you can get, like opening and closing, um, and you know other. Yeah. Things yeah, like that. One of the more important ones, in my opinion. And it's, almost, it's got to do with basic health as well as
1: it's obviously other.
7: Almost like they thought that concept was important or something. Yeah.
1: Um, He's showing the yin and yang uh, grand terminus symbol. Yeah. yeah. The one you think of as being the Tai Chi symbol. <laughs> well, excuse
2: Hold me up. then. Oh. If um, magnetic and electric are yin and yang, is that say, is magnetic, the yang, and? Electric Yin
1: or no? I would say that the magnetic is Yin. Thing about it, it's pulling inward, like that, and the attracting, okay, sure. and then electric is pushing out and expanding and um, expressing, expressing and that kind of thing. And so it's and it's,
4: you know. Okay,
2: that
4: makes sense. Thank you. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, so in the very beginning when I was um, working with the basic program I I didn't feel any energy at all and I was a little discouraged by the whole thing but after going through uh, and I don't remember where in the the program but going through the program and and hearing the the concept of magnetic I I realized that I actually was feeling um, this energy I just wasn't aware of it and, and Having, have it pre, having it presented in the way it was in, in, the, in the basic material made me realize that what I was feeling was magnetic. And I was like, oh, boy, I'm feeling this the whole time. And that kind of like just opened up the door to the rest of it, that first feeling.
0: Yes. What happens
1: is most people, you know, some people come in and they've got different things from life that make it so that they can't feel energy and that they have to basically figure out how to remove the blockages and all of that. And so there's sometimes that goes on. The other thing that happens then is that most people have the ability to feel the energy and they have some sensation, but then their body and their mind have a very specific frequency and a way that their body normally interacts is and interacts with the environment around them and so let's say you you're saying you had a magnetic thing kind of going on. Um, automatically and that you didn't have to think about and so then you're trying to do something that's very and like an electric to do that as an early one that's pretty the opposite of that and you're going i'm having trouble that's not quite feeling exactly right those kind of things and so what happens is is that it's just it's just that yours was magnetic as a natural most people you have a magnetic personality yeah (laughs) most people would have you know that wouldn't be their normal energy state. And so they're not gonna run into that. But what happens is is that you do the training like you did, and then at some point you turn into one, like we have magnetic in there. You started doing that, and like that's what the Wu Dong energy ball where you're doing the magnetic to electric, and then you went, Oh, wait a minute, I'm feeling that like like wow, or the or because of that you were working a magnetic to electric, you may have been like, Well, the magnetic feels really easy to me. Wow, that electric is doing something now. And so you begin to then be able to distinguish and actually get your personal sensitivity developed so that now you can feel these different things and it's how your body's gonna initially interpret it because of whatever you have going on naturally like that. And then um, it's gonna expand from there. And then you're gonna find out how to put your body and your mind and everything at neutral with the ability to go wherever you wanna take it. You're still gonna have your natural affinity your natural energy kind of signature, that kind of stuff. um, It's just going to be that you have the ability to, if that one was overriding everything else, to to put it in a proper perspective, to be able to fully work the whole scope um, and spectrum of the energy. Your natural affinity is probably going to stay your natural affinity unless there's some odd reason why
7: why that's what's going on, and then it's going to balance out. But it's another great example of how all the pieces of the system reinforce each other because no matter what your natural affinity is coming in, there's a piece in there that's going to balance that out for you and that it's going to draw that out for you and that's going to mm-hmm. help you discern that um, and, uh, and, you know, play with it more and all of that um, and, you know, play to your strengths, but also, uh, you know, build up and, and uh, strengthen your weaknesses. Um, and all of that is built into the system. No matter like who you are coming in the door, yep. um, it's all like, it's all accounted for. Um, and so you know it's a little more unusual that someone has that that like stronger affinity for the magnetic. But even if you do, it it, it still works. It's, it's covered in
1: the program in a way so that it's so that it's accounted for. Yeah, Harry, yeah. are you gonna...
5: sure? Uh, one of the other things that's really nice to use electric for, especially when you are. Um, beginning in in uh, the level one curriculum and once you pretty reliably feel it know what it is is it helps you self-correct when you're going through the form wherever you may be in the movement you feel the electric shut off and you go oh wait a minute posture softness Uh, oh it's coming back all different
1: skills that are supposed to be there yeah
5: Yeah, and and it will help you with that. And then, of course, the whole point uh, that we're making about the basic skills is that you've got to get this because it will help you down the line with other stuff, Uh, not only on the martial side, but also in the healing program that you offer, the fog so to be able to have that electric. Yeah,
1: because the foundations are the same. It's just the application that's different. And not, not, you know, just because when you're doing the fog and the healing like that, you're doing a, a, a... healing method, using all the stuff that's from the Tai Chi and then to the other qigong that's in there yeah. for that to be appropriate. But the, but the basic foundational skills, the alignments, the song, the, the connections, the kind of connections and what you're doing with them and the, the mind-body integration and then spirit integration and all that stuff, that's all the same stuff. So it's not like you have to go off and learn something completely different in order to do that. And I know the further along you guys come to the program, the more you're finding the stuff integrates like completely. Like that, which is appropriate for for a real um, skillful program, anyways.
7: Uh, Sheila,
3: yeah, no. What I wanted to mention, and I'm I'm not sure exactly where it fits in because it really fits into this entire conversation. But the uh, the nagong set that we have there in the in the first level um, okay. really ties into everything we've talked about today, as far as coordinating the breath with the movement, as far as you know transitioning from movement and breath into mind as far as learning how to feel the different flavors of energy that we're discussing. um, To me, it's just a fantastic exercise. I think I pretty much do it every day because it just feels so good. And when I teach my students, then they're like, hey, wow, okay, I feel it now. It sort of activates everything for them before they uh, get into the, the eight or the 13 so that they're more sensitized because I I always tell everyone, you know, you guys are all, you've all got this already. The question is, um, you know, how to identify it and how to recognize it and then how to augment it, you know? And I find that Nagong really helps a lot of people to be able to, to focus in on what those feelings are.
1: And then level and level two, the intermediate, uh, there's classes in there that actually take that and test it to make sure that it really is happening and you just don't think it's happening. And so that's yeah, absolutely
7: cool. Thanks. Yeah, and well, and to both of your points, Harry and Sheila, the um, I've been seeing a lot of discussion online lately, and not not that it's anything new, but a lot of uh, you know the uh, the Tai Chi people who've been doing it forever are uh, seem to be of the opinion that you should just perfect your form for like twenty <laughs> years before you ever even like dip the pinky toe into the the you know chi pond. And, uh, and, you know, don't worry about that energy thing. You just get your physical right better first and all that. And it's, you know, really the, the energy informs the physical level. Once you get, you need enough physical to get to that kind of energy stage of training and awareness and sensitivity. But then once you have that, the connection to that energy, then it becomes what guides your physical postures and tells you whether you're correct or not. And gets you really get gets that actual Lee level of skill under your belt until you until you've really got the chi level, you can't actually get the Lee level. It's kind of funny that way, but um, you know you can have a master put you in the poses, but you can't really understand it. Why you know why the physical it has to be what it is until you're at, like well into a chi level of study um, and sensitivity and skill. And, uh, and so the, the electric jing really is, like, for us, the, the first, most fundamental, most primary um, way of, you know, of tapping into that. Um, and it really does that for you. That is, that is how we use it in our beginning classes is, you know, when, when people are, when their structure is off, once they have that electric jing, it becomes, okay, feel it. Feel where the, feel where the electric is wanting to shut off. Why is it wanting to show up? Explore that. And it becomes this process of self-correction that's just built right into the system. Part of of what goes on with that is that if you're, as a teacher,
1: putting somebody in the right posture, helping them, telling them what to do to get in the right posture, there's sort of the gross version of that. In other words, are you straight up and down as opposed to leaning over? Okay, I got you straight up and down. Are you trying to relax everywhere so that you've got a little bit of sync are, are your internal connections, your, your Wu Chi connections and all that correct for what you want. And there's a level where you can eyeball that. And then there gets to be a level where it's a lot harder, where it's small, little bitty, small things. They're holding attention somewhere. They've got an impingement somewhere. They've got um, a little bit of an internal misalignment somehow. And it's just off so small. And some of it is, trying to figure out is this because their body has grown, especially if you're working with somebody who's over the age of 40 or 30, even sometimes, a lot of times has their body grown this way. So this is their natural position now, or are they standing like that? And it's hard to tell you show them the, the electric, um, like that and really make sure it's on. And then it helped them to understand they're trying to get the most intense version of that, that they can. Because the more intense, uh, and not because they're trying to make it intense, but because they're trying to make little internal adjustments and anywhere they can find and feel that's off and put it so that it's correct. And then stronger and stronger and stronger because they're doing that and better flow really is a better way to say that than stronger. Although the intensity of it does jack up a bit as well. And now they're getting better sung, better alignment, better not tensions. If there's a gap somewhere, they start figuring out where the gaps are and really going to very, very correct. And then of course you can micro adjust from now until you're 100 years old. Um, And you'll want to, not every minute of every time you're practicing, but over time just that it keeps getting better and better and better. And then your guide past a certain basic physical level is gonna be your ability to do the stuff and feel the energy like that because there's really any other way you do it, it's not like somebody can eyeball you and see it anymore, it's too small. Cool, okay. And then we have with it the uh, electric ball life force set um, where it's fluid and connected, keeping the energy on, kind of what we've been talking about. And this is a requirement for Tai Chi to be functional. It means that you maintain the alignments You maintain your connection you maintain your song that you you keep the energy on by the by what you're doing and that you really will need this with every jing that you learn if you somebody tells me they've got a jing and i'm looking at all kinds of disconnects in their body and the energy flow and other stuff i'm going you might have an idea of let's say it's wave jing right or spiraling you know, gins, uh like silk grilling really, or something like that. And if I'm seeing those kind of breaks or that the energy wanes a lot or goes down to like nothing in a bunch of places, and I'm going, you know what's supposed to be happening, but that doesn't mean you're doing it. And so you're going to want to use something like the electric life ball, the, the, the electric ball life force set in order to help to really make sure that that's all in there and that the jing is through and through like that um, and bigger and faster and more and that is the key that electric ball life force set that is the one that's key in my mind for helping you to really get that that you have got whatever jing it is and there's 36 primary jings and then a bunch of other kinds if you're doing that to really make sure that's going on you're going to have real ability with that you're going to be able to use it for Martial purposes, you're going to be able to use it for healing yourself purposes. If you're a, if you've gotten to that If you're working the levels where you're working with other people Then you're going to be able to use it for helping you with healing other people purposes uh, But it's because it's that well connected and you have that much control over it and It's moving that much more correctly and and when I say smoothly, I mean it's got some speed to it because there's not impediment um and all that stuff and so
7: um and so part of what I've been talking about, actually, is what is this, is is not just the electricing, but it is keeping that electricing on through the form the whole way through and making sure and checking in on that. And so part of what I've been saying about electricing this whole time is assuming that you're doing it- With, with this? With this, <laughs> um, yeah.
8: Cool. Cool, any- So people, is, is this like just Part of the Jin, the three. You have a three d Jin um, DVD set.
7: This one um, isn't in that. Uh, I don't think. I know it's, it's in the basic skills. It's in the right. basic skills. The the Jin set is the fighting Jins, and so it's really specifically things that are very, very martially oriented. Yeah, towards martial okay. Um James, uh, and that have a lot of kind of physical power in them, like just that that's sort of their primary but this um this one is, it has a lot it can have a lot of physical power in it uh, but it's a lot healthier for you like for the arthritis and that and those kinds of things too um and it's uh you know it helps inform the posture and all the other stuff that we
8: so is this a separate uh so this is in the DVD, or is this part of the level one
7: in the level one
8: yeah so, oh, okay
1: yeah and, and there's there's and it's covered like thoroughly yeah. in there. It's, it's um, in that way. Then you will revisit it um, in the more advanced part of the program and in the level two and, and up, um, but then you're doing a lot of other things with it and more and all that. And there's, so yeah, I know it's a foundational building block for everything you're gonna do that has to be, that's in level one there. And then when we add on on the other things that you start to get into it's, it's with the assumption that you have a command of it at the basic skill level. And if you don't, you're going to have to go get it then, the command. Of it. Otherwise, it's, there's going to be things that I'm going to explain to you to do and that you're going to see and or feel. And you're going to be like, I really want to be able to do that. But you're going to have to have the work of it in order to do that. It's, it's, it assumes Most of the more advanced material assumes a mastery of those things that are in the basic skills. That doesn't mean kill yourself trying to get like it like nobody's ever had it before like like okay i'm going to put 10 years into my level one but the thing is is that you and you guys know this that as we get into the intermediate program it keeps going pointing right back at what you got out of basic skills not with every single skill but if you're having trouble with one more often than not the problem actually exists with something that you got in level one that needs that needs to be done better and more and, and that kind of thing. And the same thing's gonna be true all the way up to the end of the program, even though there are obviously are advanced things where if somebody didn't know, they wouldn't, and you said, oh, that goes back to you doing like the Wudong energy ball with electric and magnetic. So they can see, I don't even see how that's possible. Well, try doing that where that stuff's not happening at all. You know, like make sure it's not, not, not happening at all. Oh, wait a minute. Or the breath being really connected through and that's that's part of the reason why we've done this for the for these several talks that we're doing this on is I'm really trying to get across just how fundamental these skills are and how deep they really go why that's our curriculum and that it's structured this way so you really kind of get that and not just you guys you guys should have an idea of it but for the listeners and stuff too listeners and watchers
8: cool so one thing i just want to mention it was it was an understanding that i that came to me very slowly so i did tai chi for a long time it didn't feel energy at all and then one day i started to feel it and that was really cool and then what i found is over time i could feel the energy of artwork which is probably a different frequency yes yeah, sure. it, it really enhances you know it makes going to a museum sort of a different experience yeah and then over time i learned to feel the energy of trees and and shrubs and grass. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly my experience of walking in nature was totally different. Yes. So it's, it's very cool how, you know, you can be sensitive to one frequency and then over time, the range of frequencies that you're sensitive to enhances and then life becomes richer. So I just wanted to mention that. Uh, So there's stuff, there's energy stuff you know, uh, there's a whole universe of energy in in within Tai Chi, and then there's a lot of stuff that happens outside of Tai Chi, for which Tai Chi can be a really good stepping stone. Absolutely.
1: Well, and what it's supposed to do. That is what. It's supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Thanks, Bill. anybody else? All right. So I think we've kind of hit it for what we're going to do today. And again, a word from our sponsor, please, if you're wanting to know what these things are about or do these things and you haven't already done it, go to clearmartialarts.com and try out the $47 a month program, or if you know you just want to buy the level one and do that so that you're not doing a monthly subscription, then for the $4.95, do the clear Tai Chi level one package Then either get it on DVD or do it online. And... Thank you guys for participating today. And thank you for listening and watching at home. And if you've got any questions at all, please post them where you see this and or send us an email. And we'll be happy to try to get back to you with answers. And thanks for listening and watching. And you guys have a great week. And I hope to talk to most of you before the week's over. Thanks,
3: everybody.
2: Thank you, Sifu. Thank
3: you, Sifu. Everybody take care.
5: And now, a word from our sponsor.
0: What is internal power? Most people only understand external exerting power, which is another way of saying tense muscle strength. Bigger, more tense muscles equal more power. That's external power. Internal power comes from pretty much anything except tensing your muscles. There are many sources of internal power, and tapping into them is more of a mind skill than anything else. This is where the phrase mind over matter comes from. My name is Richard Clear and internal power is what I do. Students come to me for the mind over muscle secrets of internal power that are hard to find anywhere else. Over the past 40 years, I figured out how to get students on the fast track to effortless power. I created a one of a kind online program that is getting such amazing results from my students that I put a money back guarantee on it. Find out more at internalpowerkeys.com. That's internalpowerkeys.com. Thank you.